Welcome into Baltimore Sports Today, the daily podcast from the Baltimore Sports Report Network. This is episode 403 for Tuesday, June 13th, 2017. I'm Zach Will from BaltimoreSportsReport.com, and uh, Jab's not mad at me anymore, so we're doing a show again. How are you, Jab Burns? Oh, well, let's say that is this Baltimore Sports Tonight? <laughs> it can, is can Baltimore Sports Tonight. That? And, uh, props to all the uh, one and nines that have kind of at least reached out to me. Zach's been in just work hell, so uh, you know I don't know how much he's been able to get back to people. We are still together. Our agents still say everything you're is good. You're not mad good. at me anymore. Oh, I never. I, listen, you, if it wasn't <laughs> for you, you're the you're the Daryl Strawberry. You you're the straw that stirs this drink. Trust me, and you know that I like to drink. So there's a lot of that going on, especially with the way this Oriole team is going as of late, and when we're recording right now, as as they're taking on the pay holes um, out in um, Chicago. Uh, I'm gonna give you a present update here, Zach. It's six to one. Six to one. Yeah. We've got a couple uh, Castillos off the DL. His testes are fine. Uh, a lot of stuff going on there, but we're obviously gonna talk about the pitching. We're gonna talk about what happened in New York. I'm not gonna pretend it didn't happen because that was just just murderers row is is a word that came to mind as Aaron Judge just races towards maybe the double crown in the MVP and rookie of the year because he's still eligible for that as well. But Zach, I, I want to check in on you. You want to um, give the listeners just just a heads up. Miss Wilt turned a really really nice twenty years of age. Zach, I'm very <laughs> proud of you. You're able to spend some time and do that. How was how was how was Georgia? How did Georgia treat you? That it's weird to say that you had to go north. Yeah, it's, it was a weird that, feeling. I looked fantastic. We we were driving home and got on. Uh, I think it was Interstate seventy five South, and I was like, "Are we heading in the right direction?" And I <laughs> I said it without like thinking, but yes, yeah. yes, that was yes. correct. Uh, we have to go south to go home, which is uh, yes. which is a strange feeling. Uh, yes. but yeah, it was great. A little a uh, little bed and breakfast in Georgia, get away and uh, spend some time in the mountains, which we don't have here. We've got plenty of palm trees and beaches, a lot of rain the last week, uh, mm. but but no mountains. So that was that was a good time. Uh, good to get away. And you know what town I drove through on the oh. way home, Jabby Burns? Oh, I don't. I'm gonna, go ahead. I don't know if I'm saying it correct, but uh, Valdosto, which oh, is where D.L. Hall, Orioles' yes. uh, new draft pick, uh, it, it went to high school, Valdosto. I believe I'm saying it right. You're absolutely right. Uh, high school, and and we drove right through that town uh, on our way back to Orlando today. So, yeah, that was that was pretty cool. I had to I yeah. had to tell the missus, hey, guess where D.L. Hall, Orioles' new draft pick, is from? Uh, left-handed pitcher. Uh, so speaking of which, Jab, what do you what do you think of the pick? I got on on MLB.com. I know we saw some some different yep. numbers everywhere, but I got him at six foot. 190. He's a lefty high school pitcher. Uh, I can't believe high school pitchers are born in 1998. That kind of makes me feel sick. Thank Uh, God you get to feel that way for once. (laughs) But uh, so what do you think of the pick? Uh, To be honest with you, and usually I'm kind of all all on board with these things, been kind of a busy part of here. Both of us are in kind of busy, you know, life things that are going on family wise and stuff like that. But so I haven't had been able to kind of learn. I watched the first 11 picks go off the board, the kid Hunter green, just, just to start off to go back a little bit. Um, kid out of Notre Dame prep out in California, Zach, for the first time, this kid, you, you want to follow this kid. He was actually drafted second by the reds. I thought he'd go one overall, but, um, he's a kid that Zach for the first time. And I think you know, everybody says this guy can hit or this guy can pitch, you know, pick it. They're doing things now in the draft where th- they say 
this guy's being selected as a left-handed pitcher or being selected as an outfielder. He didn't know going into the draft right. whether he was going to be a pitcher or a shortstop because this guy is such a stud that they really were thinking if he went to American League team, laugh at me now, Joe Girardi, but Joe Girardi could put him out at shortstop and then be able to bring him in to actually throw some innings late in a game. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's just crazy to think about how great and how versatile these players are. But so that's a kid I want you guys to kind of remember. I, I talked about Dansby Swanson a couple years ago. And that, that seems to be working out again. He was a one-one, but he he's somebody that's can you know really really. Uh, he's obviously in the league, and that's the one thing Zach about the draft that that kind of you start looking at now. And I know it's not the NFL draft, not the NBA draft. It doesn't have the same cachet, but these guys are coming up faster and faster. These guys are going to the big leagues, and you know just kind of circling back to chase my tail here with with DL Hall here. They talked about it right off the back here, um, you know, right as, as we're, you know, recording here, um, the player, the, uh, the scouting director for the Orioles. And, and, you know, listen, you say what you want about him, say, you know, goof. I like to goof on Dan a lot about certain things. But listen, this guy's a scouting director. He's seen more baseball than I'll ever see in my entire life. And I, and I love the game. But uh, Gary Radich came out and said this guy could be in the Orioles rotation in the near future. Now, you saw that if, if you're on social media, you saw all the funny tweets about is can he be here tomorrow yeah, because yeah. the Orioles are everybody's you know, saying laughing it up that there on the south side right now against the, uh, the lonely White Sox. Uh, Hobaldo Jimenez, I think, was still in there last time I checked, Zach. So any pitcher uh, is, is a good pitcher. I like a high school pitcher, and that's something else that I want you guys to remember as, as we as we go forward in this um, podcast because there's going to be some things we're going to talk about in regards to the manager, in regards to the general manager, and some things that came out while we're, you know, we, we were kind of doing our, our life. This team is transitioning, Zach, in my opinion, to a team that might be in the process of that window, not completely closed, Zach, but let's just say it's one of those T-storm type nights, Zach, and you have to close it just enough because it's hot outside, but you got to close it enough because the rain is starting to come on too, and, and you're starting to take on a little water. Well, I get that. Um, I, I, I understand what you're saying. I, I, I'm not sure, I guess, once we see how the rest of the draft plays out, I, I can yeah. make that kind of conclusion for this pick in particular. The comparison that I'm making kind of in my mind is uh, Kevin Gossman and Dylan Bundy. And while it took yep. Dylan Bundy a little bit longer uh, to make the impact that everybody was hoping that he would make, uh, it, uh, on the big league roster, that is, uh, he he got there, and I think you know if if you were to say pick one, we would both agree that we would take Dylan Bundy, who was drafted oh, yeah. out of high school, uh, compared to Kevin Gossman, who had this and at the time great rapport out of LSU, and and yes. and both picks looked fantastic, right? Right. Um, but I think right now the one that's really worked out, and and even though we're going with a, a smaller sample on Bundy, I think it, I think if I said you got to let one go and one stay. We'd both say Bundy stay, uh, Gossman go, right? Yes. Well, and Gossman still has his stuff. The thing is, you got to remember at the time, let's go back, Dylan Bundy was a guy we were really, really excited. At least I was, and I, and I would imagine you were oh, yeah. totally excited about at the time. And then he kind of got lost in the shuffle with the injury bug and everything. And then Gossman kind of got pushed a little bit up because that's what happens nowadays. You, you're hurt. You're, you're off everybody's radar. I think in the end, we got to remember Dylan Bundy hopefully should be the better pitcher out of the two of them based on where they were projected. Kevin Gossman, on the other hand, as you pointed out, Zach, he kind of was in that draft where you started seeing guys come up to the major leagues real quick. I mean, Gossman, what, two years in the minors tops? And they say that about they and they say that about college pitchers. College pitchers. What? And last year, what did the Orioles draft last year? What's that? Who did the Orioles draft with the first pick last year? 
a college college pitcher, pitcher yeah. at Illinois and Cody uh, Sedlick, who's yeah. you know he's been up and down. But either way, I, I'm just saying this pick here screams to me. First of all, I'm glad we kept the pick. Let's 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 start on. <laughs> let's just start there because you know we don't usually trade picks. The MLB doesn't trade picks, but the Orioles are known to give away picks, um, whether it's in you know trades or whether it's in you know foreign you know foreign uh, foreign drafts. Sometimes they give those up. But either way, they took the pick. They got a left-handed pitcher, Zach. He's got good size. He's got a body to build on. Um, from everything I'm reading here, I, I think the comp that I saw just you know right off the bat here, and maybe other people have him, is Scott Casimir. Um, at one point, Scott Casimir was a fan, just a huge uh, prospect for the Mets to start with, and then obviously bounced around, and probably more recently with everybody remembering him with the um, Dodgers, and then before that, maybe Tampa Bay. But if the Orioles can get anybody that look, by the way, let's just put it this way: if Scott Casimir was healthy, he'd be in the starting rotation for the Orioles right now. <laughs> So, so any bodies that you can get in that rotation and, and anybody's that you can get in that farm system, I think is good. You got your Tanner Scott, you got your Chris Lees. Obviously they're going in that direction, um, which I think is a good thing. This guy doesn't throw as hard as either one of these guys, at least based on the things that I've seen again, early judgments on what we've seen Zach, but either way, it's what I like to see with the Orioles going out and getting a guy in this regard. Now, the other thing I will say though is, is was there not a Vanderbilt pitcher there? Because I feel like Vanderbilt pitchers are just continually moving their way up every time they're in the bigs, and um, maybe that's a school that maybe the Orioles could target later in the draft. Yeah, no doubt. I, I think they have a lot of I arms. think the big thing for me with Hall is how he develops in this system because I still uh, have yet to see, you know, and maybe maybe Bundy is is the example, but again, we're we're going off a uh, a very small sample, but I, I want to see the Orioles develop quality starting pitching through their system and I think that's been an area obviously when you look at what they have in the big leagues right now that it has severely lacked and and they have masked that uh you know during this this good era of uh, of Orioles baseball over the last you know five years or so with uh with really really good bullpen pitching um and and uh an outstanding offense that that can mash but I want to see, you know, what happens here if they're able to bring a guy from high school through their system that develops into, you know, what they expect him to develop into, which, according to the scouts, uh, is, you know, kind of a, a middle of the rotation. Definitely a rotation arm is what is what yes. the scouts are saying. Definitely a rotation arm. So, yeah, you and I, Jab, can sit down here in, in four years or so and see exactly uh, what happens with DL. That's that's what the projections are. And just a little bit about him, too. Um, and and I'm not a, uh, a, a big draft guy. I'm reading right off MLB.com yep. here. Uh, Which most everybody's listen. All the people, even those that follow them, when you get past the first couple picks, you're, you're really. It's not like I said. It's not the NFL draft. It's not the NBA draft. You don't see these guys play very often. Yep, exactly. So, and and I don't want to act like I do. But uh, no. here's here's what the MLB.com uh, article says. It says Hall usually operates at 90-93. He can touch 95 with his heater, which has some running action, but is more notable for its command than its life. Mm. How's that sound, Jeb? I like command. command. That sounds good. Uh, his hard curve is often his best offering. It features a high spin rate, though it can get slurvy at times, while his changeup yes. uh, is still in its nascent stages. It's showing improvement. Uh, as he commits to throwing it more often, so yeah, 
Well, I think it's also, let's be honest too, uh, Atlanta and Georgia is a kind of a hotbed for high school pitchers to, or high school players too. So for, I'm going to give you a comp. For example, there was a guy that was drafted earlier out of New Mexico. Carlsbad, New Mexico was the actual area. And first of all, his name is Trevor Rogers. He went to the Marlins at 13. And the reason why I'm telling you this is because Carlsbad, California comes way more to mind for me, not just being from San Diego, but I just never had heard of Carlsbad High School uh, New Mexico. So when the draft board came out and then I saw what his, you know, measurables were, 6'6", 185, um, will be 20, you know, basically he, he's one of these young, one of these older guys maybe, in, 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 you know, considerable in this draft. But that's somebody that you look at and then you look at his numbers, 11 and 0. I think his ERA was under one and I think he had like four perfect, or he had three no-hitters, one of them a perfect game. Listen, those are the kind of, you know, Things are going to happen in New Mexico. Nothing against New Mexico. They're not known for you know their baseball talent. It, it, like I said, if it was in California. On the other hand, you know, first of all, Val Valdosta or uh, Valdosta, Valdosta. Is that sure. what we're going with? Yeah. You drove through it, right? I mean, it's mm-hmm. it, it seemed to be a town on the way to maybe Atlanta, or, or you know, it's one of those things. But there are some. That's something that that's a name to me at least. I, I've heard of that school, and so it's not like they've at least. And the Orioles have probably done their due diligence to get him up here. Probably you know being able to see him. Um, the scout down there has done his 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 cross check and everything. So to me, I can't say that this is a bad draft or not. I, listen, let's, let's put it this way: the DJ Stewart draft, in my opinion, is a terrible pick going forward and he may be come up and be silly i just hated his body a left-handed pitcher zach a high school left-handed pitcher whether he's six foot as you, as you pointed out and six two and some of the things that i've seen either way it's a left-handed pitcher that the orioles desperately need and it's a body that they can go out there and just to let you know his slotted numbers because in baseball you get it is 2.9 million if he is to sign let's remember he is a high school kid i do not know where he is um, uh, you know, Florida destined State. to go for state and see if it makes yep. sense. All right. So that's a good school too, by the way. So if this kid wants to go to school, that can happen. I think when you get drafted 21 or overall, and you're hearing the things yeah. that people are saying, right. you have a, you know, a rocket ship basically to the major leagues in a, in a organization that will probably, you'll probably get a look at spring training next year. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, <laughs> if he's a, silly, he's going to get a look just like, you know, I roster, mean, sound like uh, that kind of thing. 500 this year. <laughs> Uh, that's not serious. Uh, fun fact, by the way, about, uh, about Mr. Hall, according to MLB.com, he could dunk a basketball flat footed standing position when he was a freshman in high school at six foot. That's, I know that's pretty legit. Nothing to do with baseball, but no, but uh, if you've played, that's tough, man. You know me, I like to throw a couple, uh, dunks down on a seven and a half foot rim or, you know, at this point, maybe a little bit lower. Two feet just from the rim, be able to kind of get up and either he's six two or not. He's very wiry. It shows me athletics. I, I like watching baseball players play other sports. It's something that I, I mean, it sounds weird saying that, but I, I enjoy that because you could see their their hand eye coordination, what they can do. And as a pitcher, that means that you're basically a coachable uh, pitcher. So if they want you to do this or they want you to become a reliever, either way, he's left handed, Zach. And how many times have we talked about it? He, Left-handed is the way to go if you're going to go, you know, get fast track to the uh, to the big league. So, um, I, I'm in. I'll say this: I'm in favor of the draft pick. I'm not a Dan Duquette, you know, apologist by any stretch of the imagination. But listen, they did their deal diligence, and any time that you can go out and get a left-handed pitcher, Zach, I'm good to go with that. Yeah, I am too. So, yep. uh, So that's that's what we know about that subject, and yep. I'm sure Jab will continue to get more information about it, and we will yep. present you with uh, that information as it arrives. But. I want you to talk about some information that you received even over my head. And this is kind of, don't you feel like this is my game right here? This is my domain when it comes to this thing. I've been doing 
400 and however many shows together, this would be something I, and I can't believe that I didn't feel find this this weekend. Kind of tell everybody what, what kind of nuggets you found out about this weekend from one Ken Rosenthal as he was covering the Orioles and Yankees Saturday when I think the Yankees just scored again, Zach. Why, 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 why. <laughs> well, unlike uh, your information, I get mine from uh, from national baseball writers yep. as opposed to uh, <laughs> inside sources. <laughs> I'm your how I'm your Ken Rosenthal when it comes to the Orioles. I don't and, know anything else. And full and full disclosure, I actually read it uh, from Mark Brown's piece on CamdenChat.com yep. in which he says that uh, uh, on Saturday. Uh, that Ken Rosenthal reported that Dan Duquette and Buck Showalter, uh, that the status of their relationship, quote, continues to be unsteady. Um, and, and Mark goes on to detail, you know, why potentially the, the unsteadiness, which I think uh, anybody who's, who's been watching the team lately and seen exactly what's been going on, including tonight's game, Jab, in mm. which uh, we're recording, and they're down, what, is it 6-2 to two now, I believe? It's 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 getting it's getting it's ugly. Eight to two, actually. It's eight to eight two now because Garcia just got to face it. Can we can we just say because uh, bird's eye view real quick? And I I'm, you're I want you to continue with this. I want also just kind of to point out that uh, Chris Davis also left the game with an oblique, oblique strain. strain. Yeah. So that's something that will be out for two months. This team right now is cratering, Zach. And you and I don't go up or down or you know say the sky is falling. We're not JLC when it comes to Twitter. We're not going crazy. But Zach, it is teetering on just complete explosion as as we're. we're we're you know conversing now so this article even more so will be pushed to the forefront zach because what do people love to talk about more than anything when the team goes bad who are you gonna blame who are you gonna blame the blame game yep exactly and and you know what uh rosenthal asks is uh would show walter want to remain manager if duquette stays as gm or would show walter and I'm reading his quote here, who recently turned 61, prefer to be the GM himself, which is something that you've been talking about literally for years now, Jab, since mm-hmm. probably around, uh, what, 2015, end of the 2015 season? I, think, which, I would say 14, because when he started flirting with the Blue Jays and everybody pretended that I did, I just made that up, um, he was flirting. I, I'll just say this. There, there was more than flirtations going on there. There were actual deals in place for Dan to be in Toronto. Since then... I've said that the organization is not cohesive, and that's as far as I'll go. And why do we hear about this now? Why do we hear about it at the end of 2015? Well, because that's this is when the team is doing poorly, right? I mean, Correct. I think you can deal with a difficult relationship if you're winning and things are going well. Um, but when you got Chris Davis going out with an oblique strain, your your all star closers on the disabled list. Uh, how's Darren O'Day working out for you? Your your starters are an absolute disaster, and there's nothing in the minor leagues that's going to help you. Suddenly, uh, we start hearing a little bit more whispers about that uh, unsteadiness and and uh, what uh, instability there between yes. the two. I'm just going to say this. Uh, I've said this from the beginning. I have a, I have a such a bias when it comes to the between these two because I have a I'm not going I have a personal relationship with someone very close to the show Walters, which most people that listen to the show know who it is. And, and listen, Nate's a good friend of mine. I don't get every information. All the information I get is never from Nate. I don't put his things out there. There's things that we've talked about that I would never ever be able to even talk about it, it, in close quarters. Honestly, there's a lot of stuff that just is has nothing to do with baseball. 
I just know that this relationship has, there's a lot of different things in this relationship. It has nothing to do with as much things on the field. They just have different um, points of view, Zach. And I think that's completely worked for them for the reason why that you say all the time that there's a thing that Dan's really good at. Dan's done, he's got some really good qualities, right? And Bucks is not, you know, He's not wrong. He's not somebody that isn't uh, have problems as well. He's probably got some things that a lot of people uh, out there. I just I'm not. A, I've never been a manager. I've never been a general manager. I just know with what I hear. I just don't think that this relationship can continue as it is. And if somebody's going to go, I just don't think it'd be crazy for me to think that Buck Showalter is the one that's going to go just based on the way it's lined up. We talked about the Brady Anderson thing. I've talked about that for years before that whole article came out as well. Um, you know, Zach, that, that fraction right there, let's just put it this way. Dan and Brady aren't having dinner together either. So that if you're going to put the pieces together and maybe the team's worse, if Dan is to leave, I just can't see Dan being here based on the way it's going. And if it continues to spiral the way it's continuing and looking to spiral Zach with a team that has the worst ERA, I think in baseball, Zach, if I'm not mistaken before tonight, it was either the worst or at least in the American league, either way, not good. Um, you can point fingers at a ball. You can point fingers at Dan. You can point fingers at the minor league system. You can point fingers at a lot of different people. But in general, Zach, it's got to be fixed at some point. So here's my question to you now with all that being said. Will this team be sellers if the things continue? Because let's be honest, this team was seven or eight games over in April, Zach. And at this point going into tonight, and let's say they have some miracle comeback that's going to happen in Chicago, they're going to be 500, which last time I checked, that means they're seven to, you know, worse over. I think at some point I heard, Zach, that they were nine for nine and 20 over the last 29 and over the weekend here, Zach. If it continues in that fashion, are this is this team a seller at the break? And Will it be Dan Duquette making those decisions, or is it going to be from somebody else? Uh, I don't think it would be from anybody else. I, I don't think that this team is going to fire a GM midseason. No, no, I don't think fire. I just mean is, is he making decisions for the future when it comes to trades and things of that nature if he doesn't think he's going to be here, right? Well, I, I mean, mean I know we have to tell job, him what to do. Yeah, yes. he's, he's okay. going to do it. That's what I'm saying. If, if okay. he's in the job. And the thing about the thing about the no Dan's standards. not. I'll say this: Dan's not getting fired. Nobody's getting fired this year. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be things happen maybe in this offseason. No matter how bad it goes, I would be surprised or shocked if if Mr. Angelos isn't willing to give up um, Jimenez at this point. I don't think he's just gonna, you know, Jimenez. Make, let's just put it this way: Habaldo makes plenty more money than Dan does. So he could cut Dan, it'd be not as big of a problem, and have actually some people within you know, the organization or Buck. We, either way, but either guy isn't making enough to where it's going to hurt if they think that's going to be the switch. I don't think it's that's the problem, Zach. I think it's what's the players that, that are there. Yeah, and, and that's a really interesting topic because, um, I mean, I, I, just, I always think that if you are around 500 at the deadline, you can't sell. That doesn't mm -hmm. mean you, can, you should buy buy uh but but you just can't sell because you're you're too close if you're at that point um the Orioles are playing below 500 ball by far yes <laughs> lately yes. right now so who knows chris tillman looks awful yeah yeah. I mean, I, what I'm saying is that the writing on the wall is, is this team is you can talk about playing the Watsocks. You can talk about this series might 
tell us exactly where we're at because I can understand going into New York, Zach, and, and handling a team that's red hot and much, way, much, way better. I mean, the crow can't be shoved way farther down my throat than what's going on up in New York. And, you know, props to them for what, the way they're playing. The Red Sox are better than the Orioles at this point right now. And let's be honest, the Orioles are behind the Rays, and let's not pretend the Blue Jays aren't that far behind and much better, at least in the starting rotation. So, Zach, as a guy who loves pitching more than anybody I've ever met, are the Orioles the worst team in this division? Uh, they are right now. Yeah. yeah. So, but I guess my question is, what what are they parting with? Uh, that's what I'm wondering. I mean, yeah. is Jones somebody that's that's tantalizing to somebody in a you know walk year next year? Is is, is and as much as it hurts my heart to think, is Jonathan Scope somebody that you can fetch no. to help? If you're really, I know, but I'm with you. Here's my thing: the Manny situation, I think, is just too crazy because you're not going to get enough for what Manny Machado is, right? So I just don't think it. Zach being hurt completely ruins his trade value because it's somebody that I talked about in the offseason that, you know, I said that, just listen, I'd love Zach Britton. I actually miss him way more now than I thought I would, um, but he's not. Chris Davis' contract's unmovable. Mark Trumbo's is not. That is somebody that I'd be willing if somebody wanted to take over the rest of that two sure. years. You know, that's somebody there. I think that's manageable for the production that he could help a team. He's got to be an American League team, of course, so how many teams are going to want to do that that are in contention? How many teams are the Orioles going to want to do what pitcher would you take from the Orioles? And I'm laughing in a small way, but there has to be some people in the bullpen. And if Brad Rock's a guy and you're completely ready to go and say, I'm, I'm good with Zach. I, I feel like his numbers are there. He's going to be our closer. Is, is Brock get you the most return? Um, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Would the, would the net, would he be the Nats closer? Uh, probably. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I'm just saying there's teams out there that would put Brock in that closer situation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, he, and then that's, what about, that's a hard what deal. About Kim? The, the Orioles don't want to play Kim. They don't want to play for Kim. And, and I think, I think he could fetch, I think he could fetch something. I mean, if you're, he's a blue Jay before you know it, you know it, you know, and I know that the blue Jays will troll the net, the Orioles because they know that. And listen, I'm not ready to go and put, I'm not trying to throw the life road on there or anything like that, but this question's going to come up and you're going to hear it from other people down the line. I'm not willing to do it yet, but the question needs to start kind of talking a little bit, Zach. You're, We're getting to the middle of June for sure. It, it does, but I mean, and you're you're never as good as your your big winning streak, or as bad as your your bad stretch. You know, I mean, and and that's the positive spin that I can put on it when they're when they're playing as poorly as they are right now, and I know they've got some big problems to work out, but they we've seen this team perform better yes. than their performance. Should they have lost even, to the even Pirates? Giving, given their setbacks, we've we've seen them perform yes. better. Than, than should they, they have lost to the Pirates last week? I mean, I don't think they should have lost a bunch of these games. Yeah, like, I agree. Like, There's a bunch of games. That, like, so they came back and beat the Pirates. Or... Let's pretend those games didn't work out the way the Orioles were able to hit some home runs and win those games. And I'm not taking away that's their wins regardless. But this game's going to be on a, a monster heater. Were you confident when that team went to New York this past weekend? No. 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 Does Chris Tillman install confidence in you to rattle off? Because you're going to need guys to come out there if you're talking about a winning streak that you're talking about. And I agree with you. That could happen. They're going to be home wins. This team is one of the worst road teams as well. And this team has done a fantastic job under both Showalter on the road, Zach. That's what kind of kills me is that they are probably – I don't have them right in front of me, and I should. They have to be one of the top – or the bottom five when it comes to uh, American League road records as well. Yeah. I mean, it's it's been – Nothing short of brutal. It's, yes. it's 
tough to stomach. It's tough to watch. It's been predictable, um, which has made it even more frustrating. So there's, yeah, I mean, they, they have a lot of questions. And Bundy hasn't been great the last two starts either. And he's a guy that you expect, at least. We always talk about it. I can't wait to watch Dylan pitch. What other pitcher do you excited to come in out of that, that out of the Orioles starting rotation or even out of the pen at this point? Nobody. Nobody. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to see the ball, but your boy Kim's getting in a bat right now, though. So you better tune in, well, brother. Thankfully, although it, it took an oblique strain to, uh, to put. Him <laughs> oh, is he in for Chris? And okay, that's what yeah. they've done. All right. Yep. So Chris, I'll talk about this. That's another thing too. Let's go back real quick. A week ago, when we we did this podcast at four hundred one, four hundred two, I told you, and I said this, and you were all over it as well. This team was an injury, two injuries away from being in hell. And I think, I think Chris Tillman's about to come out and say that his shoulder's not right. He has to, I mean, well, I, right? I don't think Jones is, is right. Um, he's sort of alluded to that a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think there's a lot of that. Manny's been wrong all year. Hasn't been on yeah. all year. Has nothing to do with injury, but and luckily he's back in the lineup tonight. The, the argument that, that the rest of the league could make is nobody's ever at a hundred percent. Oh, I'm uh, not crying. And, and sometimes you see, Teams go through it way worse than than other yeah. teams. I mean, we've seen. Remember the Red Sox teams. got the flu. <laughs> I'm talking about <laughs> legitimately. <laughs> I'm talking about no. good teams that just legitimately are hurt the majority of the year, and that and that injures them. And, and the Orioles are a good team, but but let's not act like they've had the depth to. Uh, you know, really cruise by if if they if they dealt with a big injury the last few years they they yep. don't they they've had it in the bullpen but they don't even have it in the bullpen right now yeah um, I know so I'm just saying I, I'm a guy that's a you know me I'm a positive guy you're you're even more positive with with, with some stats to back you it's up just a long season and I it is. get the frustrations and and I try not to well, I'm not even mad at anybody I just I'm I don't have a good vibe for this season but yeah. You know what I mean. I I, yeah. I understand. I'm, I'm not going to tell somebody not to be, uh, you know, upset uh, about what's going on because <laughs> who am I to who am I to say that? How dare you tell me what I can't do? Yeah, uh, no, I'm with you. It, 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 and I'm not upset. I'm not a guy that's going to go on Twitter and start bashing people by any stretch. And I don't think I bash anybody here, really. I just think that I, I'm not a guy. I hate this. I hate when people say, "Get rid of so and so." What else are you going to do? And that's something that's always been big with me is this. You can talk about what get rid of. It's always easy Look, to you, fire you somebody, You got NFL right? writers that would have fired the manager oh. and the GM 150 times yep. when when they were you know going to the, the ALCS even. So yep. uh, you, you, can, you can overreact a, a ton uh, without keeping 162 you know, in full check. Yes. Well, let's, re- let's remember, too, there's a bunch of dreadful teams out there. We're not the only dreadful team. We're playing one right now. Of course, we're getting boat raced at this point. Um, I just don't like the way that the starters are just – I mean, they, every night, Zach, it's, the bullpen is in third, fourth inning. I mean, even your boy Miley tonight struggling with somebody, expecting somebody like that who could be able to kind of – I mean, let's not pretend the White Sox are any good either, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's a one – it's a sam- small sample size. We're playing one game. But they're continuing to pile up. And what that does, and I've said this from the beginning, it's only mid-June, but we're beating up our bullpen. How many times do we have to designate somebody for assignment and, and bring up Logan Verrett and, and see what, you know, the judge did to him yesterday, pummeling? You know, it's just – and it's not these guys' fault either, right? It's, it's just where they're at. The one thing that scares me, though, Zach, as we talked about it, is at some point your warts will – be shown in baseball. You can't hide them over 162. And right now, what's happening is we talked about it. Starting pitching has been bad. And to be honest, our offense just hasn't been good enough 
and you add in the bullpen, Zach, they just haven't been good enough to mask what this what the starters have been, basically. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So we don't know. We we don't know what's going to happen. All we know is that the pins will skate another cup right uh, in front of me and Zach's face. I had to wait till the end, Zach, and put you to bed. In, 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 in. I mean, I stayed up for that just drivel for just because it's just Sunday. I just love sports, and I would think Smashville at least give me as game seven, which probably you know the pins would win. But did they win in pins fashion? Just an ugly, ugly goal. It's just late in a game by some guy you don't know, and ah, uh, and there's Crosby going off another Com, uh, Com Smythe, and and. Oh God! What yeah. a terrible weekend. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Sucked. I know. Hey, but the Warriors are probably going to win, Zach. So you got that going for you. Yeah, that's, that's a good. best hey, team. They've lost time. the playoff oh. game since we last talked. Yeah, what a yeah. great game it is. What a great game about basketball is right now, man. Four on one, shoot a three. Nothing like that, man. Who doesn't <laughs> love that? Jesus a lot of Christ. Fun. It's drawing me in, man. Oh. God, me no in. wonder we don't do podcasts anymore, Zach. <laughs> too bitter just grumpy we're just gr- you're becoming me now i thought that like i'm the only grammy you're usually we're, the guy we're like doing good we're we're optimistic to start but we gotta oh my god gonna be realistic a little bit every now and then well too. listen you'll mark down what time it is right now they're about to get an inside oh, almost an inside the park home run um seth smith just lost a ball in the lights this is a full-blown dumpster fire what, what is going on with your baltimore Orioles right now bears. Mm. Mm. Bears. Oh. all right Sounds like a good place. Is that a good time, though? <laughs> just there he is. <laughs> I want you to watch that play. Um, I mean, you're going to get a gif of Seth Miss. Just, nah, yeah, I'm not going to sure get it. I will see it here on the Twitter <laughs> machine. Very All right. But well, we, we do love the listeners. You know, talk to us about what, what, what you're doing this summer. You want to talk about Ocean City going topless? Like, listen, we're good for any top li- to- uh, topics you want to throw our way. I'm just going to say this. I've been to Ocean City once, Zach. Topless isn't probably a good idea. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it right there. Uh, my wife had a milestone birthday and we were listing off the uh, places that we've vacationed over the mm-hmm. uh, decade. Yep. And we have not been to Ocean City. <laughs> God, you should actually mark that as a win. That should be I like do. one of your not going. You didn't have to cross the dumb bridge. You didn't have to just sit in terrible traffic and get there at seven in the morning to get your terrible uh, umbrella up and then watch the people that are fours walking around with their cans hanging out. It's that shouldn't be pretty funny. Um, yeah. Acres is nice. Yeah. Anyway, Jerry Burns, <laughs> it's good talking to you, my friend. I'm moving back to San Diego. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Dan back in San Diego hanging out. There you go. There you Dan go. Duquette. Money. Hey, Orioles got a nice draft pick tonight. Let's all remember that. That's what this show That's should right. be all about. Let's That's lead right. with the that. Future. TL Hall. Mm-hmm. Tommy John to be had soon. Oh, don't even. All right, Jabby Burns. Good talking to you, my friend. You too, Ben. For Jab, I'm Zach. Thanks for listening to Baltimore Sports today. Enjoy your Tuesday. Talk to you again soon.